0: Um, Alderman Brian Hopkins is with us. He's been talking about what is happening in the playpen. Uh, Alderman, have you ever been to the playpen? You ever been on a boat and been out there?
1: I have. Uh, I was a lot younger at the time, and uh, I can say I had some very enjoyable afternoons in friends' boats, you know, having a few cold beers and swimming. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a different time now. It's a different era, and uh, I think things are a little bit more dangerous than they were back in my day.
0: Last Saturday, 34-year-old um, Laura, I think it's Boatichir, Um It was a terrible accident. The boat in front of her went into reverse. She was on a raft or a lily pad. It kind of sucked her feet up into the propeller. Her feet or her legs have been amputated. She's a mom of two. Then there's a person still missing, another person in critical condition because they passed out on a boat. And what can be done? We talked to somebody from the Illinois Department of Natural Resources. They're obviously involved, as is the Coast Guard and Chicago Marine Unit. What are they going to do this weekend? They're going to try and police it closer but what really can be done
1: yeah i talked to one of the lieutenants in the marine unit this morning and he said ironically air and water show weekend is the safest weekend out on lake michigan uh, including the playpen which is uh, largely restricted for most of the weekend because it's within the air show perimeter. um but the people that are out trying to watch the air show from their boats um they're aware that there's a very intensive presence of both military and local law enforcement and Coast Guard. Uh, So people are on their good behavior because they know they're being monitored, they're being watched. So the suggestion is, why can't we do that all the time, right? If we had that type of uh, uh, blanket coverage on the lakeshore during the summer months, we probably wouldn't have the type of incidents that we've seen in recent days.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As uh, an alderman, is there anything you can do or propose to change the situation, or has it just been a tragic week and this is not something that normally happens where all these boats tie up for the weekend and people party and hang out?
1: Yeah, one thing we're trying to do right now is take advantage of this moment in time when there's a renewed focus on water safety because of these tragic incidents. We're trying to do some public education and remind people, uh, especially people who own boats or who rent boats, uh, that they can be very dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. It's it's important to have trained personnel on board. If you're using a large powerboat, you should have a captain who's certified and familiar with it and there should always be one person on the boat who is there to work they're not there to party they're not going to have so much as a sip of alcohol they're certainly not going to ingest any recreational drugs you need someone to be completely sober who's responsible for monitoring everything that happens on that watercraft whether you've got four people or 40 people somebody needs to be paying close attention uh, to make sure that situations like uh, what recently happened where the, the two women were severely injured uh, because a inboard propeller uh, basically sliced them up uh, because the captain just wasn't paying attention. He didn't have anyone at the stern of the boat watching. That should never happen. Uh, we just need to be responsible, and we certainly need to be vigilant when when we're out on the water.
0: Uh, alderman brian hopkins second ward it sounds like your phone is underwater part of the time that we're talking to you steve did you have a question I'll for, him? for that yeah can we switch topics here Lisa? yeah yeah okay alderman so the commission's out with its suggestions for the statues the columbus statues should remain mothballed there are monuments to uh, marquette and joliet that should be according to the commission uh, taken down john kinsey i wonder what you make of it
1: yeah, I don't agree with that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the mayor does. I think she promised the Italian American community she was going to return uh, the Columbus dances. So we'll see if she keeps that promise or if it's uh, another one that she breaks. Um, it's the ball's in her court there. But you know, when I think back to to my high school years and you know even earlier in middle school, you know the narrative that we were told certainly uh, was you know was spin, right? We know that uh, we we got. Uh, Uh, more of a false version of history um, when I was growing up. Um, But the counterbalance to that is truth and accuracy. It it isn't to go in the other direction um, and to pretend like significant events, uh, like Columbus crossing the ocean in 1492, that's a significant event, and it should be commemorated as part of history. It shouldn't be uh, abolished. It, it shouldn't be put down the memory hole as if it never happened. So are That's there, ridiculous, too. Are there? So then, we need to find a counterbalance to that.
0: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but then are there statues that you would move, or you think we should keep them all and further educate with the ones that are there?
1: Yeah, I absolutely. If, if you did something, you know... 300 years ago, you shouldn't be held to the standards of today, uh, that that you were, you know, morally pure, and you, you passed a, a moral purity test uh, in, in 2022 um, in order for your statue to remain. What we need to do is be honest about what happened to mark historical events, uh, to cover the good and the bad and the ugly, and there are certainly a lot of both throughout human history. Uh, you know, every historical figure that we revere was a human being and was therefore flawed and probably did some things that we wouldn't necessarily endorse or admire about them. Um, but it's the totality of, of the person that should be commemorated, whether it's Columbus or Abraham Lincoln or any other historical figure, uh, telling the truth about them, the good and the bad, uh, I, I think is the, is the answer. Not to pretend like they didn't do anything um, because they fail you know, to meet some ideological test, in the modern era.
0: I have a feeling this is going to get messy. What, yes, it is. <laughs> what do you think?
1: Well, it already is. The Italian-American community, I think, largely, uh, most of them have, have sort of come around to the fact that they're they're not saying Columbus, you know, was a saint. You know, they're not saying he never did anything, uh, you know, that, that we would consider uh, improper or wrong by today's standards. But they are saying, he was a remarkable person who accomplished something significant, and that needs to be talked about, and that needs to be taught, uh, not necessarily uh, purged from the history books today. So, yes, there's going to be a fight. Um, there, there has been already. You know, you, you've seen it play out in other cities as well. Uh, I think this issue is far from resolved, um, and we're going to have a very spirited debate going forward.
0: One of the professors uh, that was quoted in an article in the tribune said monuments are not innocent we have to understand the role of monuments and other commemorative sites and activities in developing a shared narrative of the past present and future he went on to say that the chicago monuments project presents an opportunity to reconsider our monuments and memorials and assess whether they fairly represent the histories and peoples of chicago and so if you do factor that in they're must be more room for other monuments that people have not seen their 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 heroes their you know their community represented
1: absolutely there's plenty of uh, pedestals in the park where you could put other monuments on to other historical figures that certainly have not received their due uh, one figure that uh, I've been an advocate for for a long time was John Baptiste DuSable's wife Waha, who is a Potawatomi Indian uh, who was fl- fluent in a number of Native American dialects and languages, who also played a very significant role uh, in the founding of Chicago. And we have a lot of things named after her husband. Uh, we don't have anything named after her. So she definitely deserves more attention. Uh, she deserves some type of monument or commemoration or, you know, per- perhaps even a statue, Whatever uh, you know, whatever would be appropriate to honor her role. Um, in this uh, significant event in Chicago's history, there's many examples like her um, that have been overlooked and certainly haven't received the attention um, that their impact is due.
0: Alderman Brian Hopkins represents the second ward. We've got about 30 seconds left. Who Who's on this commission? Do you know who's on this commission that made this decision?
1: Yeah, it's a a variety of uh, disciplines. Uh, You know, universities and academics are heavily represented, uh, curators from museums, and, you know, people who have some expertise in this, Um, you know, others who have been involved in the discussion, community organization leaders. I think Friends of the Parks is involved in it also. It's a pretty wide cross-section, and I'm sure they had a very spirited debate behind closed doors as well. It, It took them a long time. Uh, to finally come to this conclusion that is being uh, released now. Uh, So I'm sure it was far from unanimous and uh, probably rather contentious during a, a lot of the discussion.
0: Thank you for joining us on Chicago's Afternoon News.
1: All right. Thanks for having me.
0: Steve has your news next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.